Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and business. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen. Hi, and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether you're listening to us on the radio on KCAA, our NBC affiliate out in California, or watching our podcast on one of our many platforms, we appreciate you so much. Today, we got a special guest, Dr. Randy Harp is on the show today. He is a dean and a professor at Texas A&M Commerce School of Agriculture. Dr. Harp, thank you so much for being on the show. You're quite welcome. Thank you. Oh, man, I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. And uh, I think this is the perfect time to have you on right before everybody's going back to school. Absolutely. We, we're we looking forward to it. And uh, as we've grown here at ADM Commerce, we have gone from a school of agriculture now to a college of agriculture. Very cool. And so we are very proud that we're having more and more students come here to ADM Commerce in agriculture. So great. So let's start from the beginning. So where did the love of agriculture start for you? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to blame a few other people, I guess, <laughs> somewhat like my grandmother and my dad and, and my brothers and so forth, too. I was raised on a family farm uh, in extreme northeast Oklahoma. And don't hold that against me at this time. I chose to live in Texas, all right? Absolutely. Um, if, you, if you know that bumper sticker, I got here as fast as I could. There you go. Uh, but, be, but being raised in extreme northeast of Oklahoma, I was very active with livestock projects, with 4-H club, uh, and so on, where uh, I really just stayed. My two other brothers went on to other fields for their career, but I stayed with agriculture. And uh, I don't know if I just didn't know what else to do, but that's what I enjoyed. And, and uh, people told me when I was a high school senior, when I said, what's a major when you go to college? And they, they said, well, it's what, you, it's what you're going to put your career in. And, I, and I, I said, well, what should I do? And they said, well, whatever you like doing. And so I loved being around animals. And so that's, I majored in animal science, and I've stayed with it uh, the entire time. It's so it's cool. So you cool. knew from an early age what you want to do for your life and for your career. Not and really. So many people don't, you know. It's not really. <laughs> I, oh, you I did? thought I may want to. I, I wanted to stay in animal science. I wanted to be with animals, yes. Mm-hmm. But if you would have even said I was going to be a dean 10 years ago, I'd have told you it's crazy. If, they, <laughs> if, you'd, if you'd have told me 25, 30 years ago that I was going to be in higher education and academics, I'd have told you you're crazy. Right. But uh, so it's just one thing that really influenced me was I truly appreciated a couple professors and some graduate students and some fellow students. Uh, where I went to school at Oklahoma State University, they asked me when I was a freshman and sophomore to join some of the judging teams. And I, I was pretty immature, and I just didn't do it. And then finally, as a junior, they said, no, nah, you gotta, you got to come on and join us with these judging teams. Well, I finally did, and the team that I happened to be, I was on a good team, and, and we happened to be successful, and we won the international contest uh, in meat judging. And um, also did some livestock judging, or at least I attempted at that a little bit, a little bit more too. But right. the success that we had with these judging teams in college provided a network that I've had for the rest of my life and throughout my career. It also got me into graduate school because a professor then asked me to come and be his first graduate student, Dr. Dennis Isn't Stiffen. That, that's special. Um, after he had finished his PhD. And my coach, Bob Adams, was very instrumental while coaching me into 
what we were doing with that judging team. And it's not just about knowing what meat is or what livestock is. It's also about learning a lot of the responsibilities and the dedication and the lifelong lessons that you learn when you're, when you're doing those things. So it, those things have impacted me much more. And then after my master's degree, after a bachelor's degree, I thought I wanted to do one or two things and I'm far from it now. It was after my master's degree that I got to help teach laboratories, teach wow. labs with students and work with students as a master's student. That's when I said, Oh, I want to get, I want to go teach. I want to go teach in college. And That's so, so that is more of it, it was the success just builds on one thing on another. And uh, you just have to keep your eyes open to see what's, what's in front of you. And, and yeah, I, I could, you could ask me if I'm, if I'm doing today, what I thought I'd be doing 10, 15 years ago, I'd said, no, no, no way. But I love that, how some teachers helped you, some students helped you, but ultimately you just kept saying yes to the opportunity and doing it at a high level. Yeah, and that's really what my career has been about, is I always say, and I have a tagline on my, on my email, is this, that we provide learning opportunities and career opportunities for students, and that's what it's that. all about. It, we just provide the opportunities and the students take take ahead of it. And then now I've got students that have outshined me throughout their career. And I Isn't guess that that's what I'm feeling? most proud of. Yeah. Heck yeah, that's I, a great feeling. I'm, I'm being uh, honored at the community college that I worked at for 15 years uh, into their Agriculture Hall of Fame this coming fall. And I get the opportunity of inviting several of my students back. And when I look and see all those students and where they're at now, Oh, they've far succeeded what I've done. So <laughs> they're with large cool? corporations and, and uh, companies and so forth that uh, I'm very, very proud of those students for what little part I had to, to do with them. Oh, I think maybe a lot. You know, when I was researching, doing some homework for the show, I saw, I saw your tagline where it said transitioning lives while providing yes. learning and career opportunities. Right. And that's such a powerful statement, but it's what you do and, and, and at that's the what, university. Our, our, several of our colleges here at AM Commerce have that as our tagline as transforming lives. And that's and, what you um, do. I put the providing learning opportunities along with it. But, but most of the colleges here, that's what we're here for at AM Commerce is to transform lives. And that's more than just memorizing something for an exam or right. Uh, right. You know, trying to write a paper or something of that nature. Really, we're, we're here to try to help make stu students think and be creative and then uh, and then move on in life. It's a lifelong That's learning all. process. You know, when I when I got out of high school, I go, okay, I'm gonna get a college degree and then I'm not gonna take another test in my life. <laughs> that was as Every far day. from the truth as you could say. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Every day is a test, you know. It yes, just depends on how much you wanna be ready for it, for sure. So where did you, I, I heard you went to Oklahoma State. Where did you go to get prepared to do your career? Went to Oklahoma State for a, for a bachelor's. Uh, mm -hmm. Actually, a funny story is I was going to go to a community college, which I believe in community colleges. I taught at one for 15 years. Yeah. Um, and my oldest brother, who was a senior at Oklahoma State, came home during the summer from summer school and said, Randy, you're going with me to orientation. You're going to go back with me to orientation. And I said, no, I'm going to I'm going to go up here to uh, to this community college. And he goes he looked at our mother. And back then he looked at her and he said, Mom, how, how many cars were going to college? She said one, because we each didn't have our own car like many students today do. <laughs> and and I and I said, well, he then told me he said, well, Randy, are you going to walk there or are you going to ride with me? 
Well, that helped make a decision for me really quick. I, I rode did, with him, yeah. went straight on to Oklahoma State as a freshman. And, and I love that. Back. I love that. He, so, he uh, leveraged yeah, the, the car. Uh, the, uh, my oldest brother, my two older brothers, uh, John and Ted, both had a tremendous influence on me as well as growing up. That's so cool. So how did you start your academic career? So when you graduated, did you go straight into teaching or did you do something else and say, I want to go to teaching? Actually, uh, I completed a master's degree. I went on to New Mexico State University because mm. this I had three faculty members, or excuse me, three Ph.D. students that were at Oklahoma State finishing their Ph.D. And they all three went to Oklahoma, went to New Mexico State as an assistant professor, uh, Dr. Dennis Stifler. Dr. Dennis Halford and Dr. Michael Gallion. And um, uh, all three became well-known either in academic or in the industry uh, themselves. But I followed those three and, and also uh, uh, then was the graduate, first graduate student for Dr. Stifler. And um, when, I, when he had me help teach class or help teach a lab and that sort of thing, that really influenced me a lot from, and, you know, those challenges, you know, again, uh, you know, you don't grow unless you're challenged. And so he right. challenged Absolutely. me in a lot of ways to help me grow. And I uh, truly appreciated uh, those experiences. That led me into wanting to go teach. He asked me at that time, Randy, do you want to go and get a doctorate? If you do, I'm going to make you take biochemistry. I said, no way. Not going to do that. <laughs> so that sounds like my answer. <laughs> I ended up taking biochemistry later, but uh, and ended up going to get a doctorate later. But initially, I didn't do that. I had a master's and I went out. But I first went out as a county extension 4-H agent. And I did that uh, to work with young people and the youth of Texas, actually, uh, and really enjoyed my time there. But then I had an opportunity in a few months uh, to join a faculty as an instructor with a master's to teach some of the lower level classes. And so I did that and have just stayed in that direction pretty much my whole career now, over 40 years That's as, as an academician. Ah, congratulations. That's so cool. And and you were talking, it's a destination institution. Well, can you explain what right. that means? Sure. We want Texas a Commerce to be the destination institution of East Texas. We want students to, to recognize us and see that we're the place to go. Now there's students that want to go that will want to go out of state. There will be students that will want to get away from home. There will be yeah. students that will want to go to A&M or Texas A&M College Station or some other large school. But there's a lot of students that don't want to go to a large school, mm -hmm. and they want to have a little smaller, more family atmosphere. Uh, even though the A&M Aggies are really tight knit, uh, there's yes, still they. a family atmosphere at a regional institution that we. Uh, you know, as, as you well know, in some of our previous discussions, I also spent time as a faculty member at Tarleton. And so yeah. I, I went to Tarleton, but based on the reputation that Tarleton had at that time and uh, really enjoyed my years there. I came yeah. to commerce because of the opportunity. Every time you have opportunity that outweighs the challenges, even though challenges are going to be there, you take the opportunities. That's what I've always Absolutely. lived by. And yeah, I so I came from being a professor in animal science at Tarleton to come to Commerce in this role, uh, first to be the director for the School of Agriculture, and then to grow into being the dean of the College of Agriculture. And so just in the last 12 years, we've grown from being a department to a school to a college. Uh, and that's, if, I, if, I, if you just stay where you're at, 
then you won't grow as much. And if, but if you take advantage of those opportunities, as we've talked about, then you can continue to grow and you don't become complacent. And that's one of the main reasons I left the community college 20 years ago is I, when I, when I went there, I stayed for 15 years and accomplished most of what I, if not all of what I went there for. And I knew if I stayed there longer, I'd become complacent. And that's just not me. I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. I wouldn't be satisfied. That's an inspiration to the kids and to the youth and to other adults. You just keep challenging yourself. And I think that's so important, no matter what you do. And yes, so you've done it in life. And, and that's so important. So for, for the university, what states does Texas A&M University uh, Commerce pull from? Is it mainly Texas or is it other states as well? It is it's, it's predominantly east and north central Texas. Um, mm -hmm. The largest number of students come from area schools from Dallas. Our service, our service area is from Fort Worth to Texarkana and from the Oklahoma line to Tyler and pretty much everywhere in between. Uh, especially we work with FFA, with area five and area six FFA groups. Uh, we host them with a lot of events and that's our focal point is to work and help those, those young people. We will get a few students from all over the country. We have students mm -hmm. on a rodeo team coming from Canada, from Colorado, from California, from Florida, all, all over the Georgia, all over the country, other than students from Texas. Love it. I, I love it. So, uh, so when we come back from break, we're going to talk about competition. Sure. Because you've been so successful with the judging teams, the rodeo teams and everything. And, and uh, I know rodeo is somewhat new to commerce. So um, I can't wait to talk about that, too. So right after the break, we'll jump into the competition aspects of the university and, and all your accomplishments there. So we'll be right back on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I want to tell you about a product I've tried and I love and I feel the Cowboy Entrepreneur audience will as well. It's Rebellious Infusions. Rebellious Infusions, there are little packets of flavor. And you know, it gets hot in South Texas, over 100 degrees every day. And I like my water, but it's water. 
So I use these infusions, put them in my water. It makes it cold. It's great flavor, zero sugar, zero calories. It's pure energy infusions, rebellious infusions. Go to drinkrebellious.com or on all social media platforms. Drink Rebellious. Hi, and welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show with Dr. Randy Hart. Professor and Dean at Texas A&M Commerce School of Agriculture. So, Dr. Art, we were just talking about competition, and you've won over 12, or 12 national championships and 40 judging teams. I mean, just so many awards. How do you do that? Because you have your judging teams, you have your men's and women's rodeo, and you have uh, the stock course. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, I'd be happy to. That, As I talked about uh, in the first segment, you know, that's been, that's really what's led a lot of my career is, right. is the competitive teams. Um, I'll first brag about our rodeo team here at a Commerce. It's only yeah. been in existence for eight years as, a, as an NIRA team. And uh, Mr. Damian White is our coach and he, he started Dr. Edward Romero helped start the, the group and Dr. And Mr. White was brought in to coach the rodeo team. He had first been at Panola College and then come to a Commerce. And the first year that I was here was about the third year that he was here starting the program. And we had about 20 students that was here in rodeo. We have now have between 50 and 60 students in just wow. the eighth year. We've, we've taken over the last four or five years, we've taken at least one to three students to the college national finals. Uh, we usually rank pretty high in our region uh, every year. And this year we had the all around female, the individual. Congratulations. So we are so proud of her and so proud of coach uh, white in those regards. Um, we uh, also in 2020 during the pandemic had the high team uh, point wise for the women, but didn't get to go to the college national finals. And right. uh, so we're really proud of them. And our, our women actually this year uh, placed fourth in the nation. Um, Congratulations. You know, while I was at Tarleton, as you are a graduate of, yeah, you know, sure then, uh, you know, we've always had with Bob Doty and, and uh, Mark Eakin and, and as head coaches and, all the way people. back to Carl Chumney as rodeo coaches back at Tarleton. They've always had rodeo for a long time. Well, here at AM Commerce, we had a rodeo club for many years, and then it went dormant for several years. And mm. now we've brought it back, and, and we're really doing a, a good job for, for the, with these young people. So um, what was that have, like going um, to the national final? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that was great. Well, first of all, I left. 102 degree weather in Texas and it was 55 degrees in Casper, Wyoming. So that was, first of all, pretty great. Yeah, pretty but good. This is my second year to go and attend and some administrator from here always have gone for the last four or five years as our mm -hmm. support our students and our, and our program. And, uh, you know, the high country in, in Wyoming is, is gorgeous. And, and I, I just love to experience that as well. And, and the competition each night with the performances uh, uh, were great. Uh, you see the best of the best. As I have said to many people since I came back, there are colleges and universities across these United States that I never knew they existed, but they had a rodeo team there and they have students that they are helping get a college education while doing something that they love mm -hmm. and helping these students take advantage of those opportunities and growing. And I, so I hopefully they all have uh, bachelor's and master's degree someday. And so they can go on with life. That's so great. And I love how the sport of rodeo pulled everybody together, but the universities helped get them there. 
you know, and, and yes, like we were talking before the show, there was so many different universities. Um, but in the end, it's all about the student. Yes, it's all about the student. You betcha. Um, the, uh, the, again, what I said earlier is the judging or competitive team side is what kind of grew my career uh, mm-hmm. or, or got me going. Um, and we have a, a, a beginning, a livestock judging team. We've had a livestock judging team here at Commerce a few times and been successful at, and won some national competitions. Uh, but it's been dormant at times too, but we're really getting, getting on gear in gear again. Uh, our meat judging team over the last three years has been reserve national champion in our division twice. Um, our horse judging team, we had the high individual at Fort Worth at, at wow. the Fort Worth Stock Show. Uh, we had, uh, with our stock horse team, we've been regional champions and reserve champions two, uh, three out of the last four years with our uh, horse program there. And uh, Mr. Nathan Wells is our uh, faculty member and Jory Getz is a graduate student that's coaching that uh, the, with the horse judging team. Haley Cole is coaching with our meat judging team. And uh, and then Dr. Jared Mum is starting our livestock judging team program. And one thing that we also have, and one thing that I'm really proud of that I think you can relate to real easily is we have a livestock show team. And we've, mm-hmm. we've shown board goats. We've shown uh, heifers. And we're going to be expanding that in the future. But this last year, we won the Herdsman Award at the Open Cattle Show at wow. Fort Worth Stock Show. And Big that's who keeps their stalls the cleanest and meets the public well and, you know, what wins a Herdsman Award. And I was more proud of that than if a heifer came in third or first or 14th. Absolutely. The students really provided the leadership and the work ethic. And, I, and that's one thing you asked me, how did I get where I'm at? Well, I'm not smarter than anybody else. It's just I outwork everybody a lot of times. And that's what Dr. Uh, Stifler taught me when I was in graduate school. We may not be mm-hmm. smarter, but if we outwork them, we're going to come on top. And yeah. I, I think that work ethic, you know, being truthful, um, having a good work ethic, having a faith, being positive, and then being right. kind and serving others. And yeah. those are all important characteristics that, that I think drives people and, and leads people to success. I love that. You know, and if you can get those characteristics, it sure makes it a lot easier. Doesn't it? I mean, you still have to work hard, but it sure knocks down barriers when you're just kind and have that faith and you outwork other people. It yes, just sir. helps. Absolutely. And, and that's that Herzman Award. That's a big deal. And Fort Worth's a big show. And to win big that, show. that's a huge accomplishment. Now, I love all the different people you mentioned that work with you and for the students. And it takes all of them to get those students at different high levels in their careers. Yes, sir. Yeah, one person can't do it. No. It takes a team. No. And that's one of the – we have six core values for our College of Agriculture here at uh, Adam Commerce, and teamwork okay. is one of those. Family is another. Uh, excellence is another, and so on, to where you have to put those things together as core values to be able to be successful. Oh, I love that. So so, um, so what are some of the benefits for competition? Like I competed my whole life and so have you. For someone maybe maybe that's going to a university and they're saying, I don't know if I want to compete or not, school's enough. And can you give some advantages maybe to why they would want to or maybe think about wanting to? Sure. That's, that's, you're asking me easy questions, so I appreciate it. I know that. I am because I'm fired up. <laughs> I love what you do. <laughs> You know, to me, uh, as I indicated a little bit earlier, you know, 
college is a time where young people, when young people are here, not looking at non-traditional students, but looking at young younger people straight out of high school, it's a time for them to grow. And it's a competitive world, whether we want to realize that or not, or admit it or Absolutely. not, I guess. It's a competitive world. So if we, we're not here to teach complacency, we're here to teach that it's a competitive world. And some of the big advantages of those competitive teams is to teach that competition. But in mm-hmm. doing so, you're teaching them dedication and responsibility and time management and money management. And you're also working with them so that they can learn to network and get to know. You know, I told my youngest son um, that when he got out of high school, I said, you know, I tore up his resume. He'd, he'd done job interview and FFA and all that. And I tore up his re- resume in front of him and said, okay, now you're going to college. you got to start over. And his face dropped and goes, why did you do that? <laughs> um, but it's true. When you go to college, you start start your, your career building all over again. You build that resume mm-hmm. again. And, you know, I told him that six out of eight groomsmen in his wedding would be friends from college, not high school. You know, I yeah, just went ooh, to my 50th good. year class reunion and met a lot of my high school classmates that I hadn't seen in 30 or 50 years. And it was great. But at the same time, I haven't seen them in 30 or 50 years, but I have seen a lot of my classmates from college. And those are the ones that I've networked with and worked with in my career. And lo and behold, at his wedding, three-fourths of his groomsmen were classmates from college instead of high school. And he still had some high school buddies there. But uh, uh, he didn't want to believe me then, but that was one time that I was prophetic to him. I can't claim all the time. Yeah, dad was right. Dad was right. I love the experiences you give your students or they earn, you know, getting to go to Fort Worth to such a big prestigious show like that or getting to go to the national finals for rodeo. And and those those memories and experiences, you you can't replace them for a student coming out. It gives them such a head start. Yeah, just the the uh, the things that they learn. Okay, now here's your story. Uh, one of the things that you really learn on one of the competitive judging teams is how to ride in a van from here to Denver, Colorado, and back over a five or six day period without fussing and fighting with everybody. You learn to get along with people. (laughs) What's the secret to that? (laughs) Yeah. You have to, you have to get along with people. You have to learn to get along with them. You may not like what Mm -hmm. somebody else does, but you know, life is that way in your career. You may not always get along with everybody you're working with, but you have to work together as a team. And that's part of teamwork. And we start that with those students when four or five or eight or 10 gets in a van and and takes off on one of the teams. And uh, that's part of that. That's part of that career building process. I love it. So, so take somebody into that van. So someone that's never been on a university trip to compete, do you, when you leave the university, do y'all practice along the way? Do y'all stop at the convenience store every other town? Or what's that like? What's that experience like? Uh, I'm sure we stop at convenience stores, but not to practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, we will be maybe gone on a four, five, six day trip, and we practice every day. And you know, we may not. Those students are still responsible for their homework or quizzes or exams before they leave or when they get back. At the same wow. time they're practicing every day and saying livestock judging, they may be at three ranches today and getting to know those ranchers. If we're going to Denver, they may stop in Oklahoma and Kansas, 
parts of Colorado. They may go to Colorado State University, University of Wyoming, and look at animals and practice their livestock judging. Our meat judging team will do the same. They'll stop at large meat packing plants as well as at university meat labs uh, to practice on the way. And they get to go to the National Western at Denver, to the American Royal, to uh, Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Uh, there's other competitions, especially out in the Panhandle of Texas with the High Plains Contest at Cargill in Friona, Texas, and so forth. So to me, when I was on a judging team, that was one of the things I really enjoyed was traveling. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my wife told me the other day that I didn't get to keep, I didn't keep her home as much this summer. She's a sixth grade science teacher. And so she has a couple months where she's not teaching. She wanted to stay home and do some things around the house. And I said, no, nah, we're, we're going somewhere. And so I put work and taking her and we, we did a lot of, uh, traveling together as well and still, uh, still get your work done and still enjoy it as, uh, too. So we, we try to give that exposure to our students and try to train them because some of them may be traveling. You know, there's, there's people out there in our agricultural industry that travel all the time. The rodeo people travel all the time. You know, we need to train our people, just our, our young people, to how to travel and how to prepare and how to, you know, I've always said, you know, that um, that poor performance is because of poor preparation. And so you have to prepare in order to perform. And so we, yeah, we may take off four or five days in advance to practice and practice. We'll be doing that week after week, but especially right before a competition, we'll really hit it hard. That's so cool. And, and we're about to come up on our second break. But you, while you were traveling this summer, you had a, a very cool trip to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. A big honor. Yes, sir. Yes, Would you sir. mind telling that story? Absolutely. I had the honor and the pleasure to present a plaque to Dr. Chris Bowman, who's the CEO of Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Been friends with Chris and his family and his dad, Larry, for years down at Texas A&M. Um, but Chris being the CEO, because of the pandemic, we couldn't do it two years ago. But mm -hmm. now I presented him with a plaque of 50 years of support from 1970 to, to 2020 of scholarships and graduate assistantships and research uh, funding here at A&M Commerce for when it was East Texas State University to A&M Commerce for what Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo has helped our students. And they have Isn't helped great? students at most all agricultural universities across the state of Texas, and especially here. So we wanted to honor them uh, with a plaque that they can hang up. We have a duplicate hanging up in our in our hallway right outside my office. And very so all cool. of our students here get to see that same thing that the people at the corporate office at Houston gets to see. So I, uh, we felt so that that cool. was very well deserved by Houston Livestock Show. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a, an incredible rodeo, I think, but it's even more of an incredible experience. All yes, the good sir. they do for so many uh, people, you know, young and old, and they just do so much. But with the music and the rodeo and the events, it, it's an incredible experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll be right back after this break. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA, Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. 
Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I want to tell you about a product I've tried and I love, and I feel the Cowboy Entrepreneur audience will as well. It's Rebellious Infusions. Rebellious Infusions, they're little packets of flavor. And you know, it gets hot in South Texas, over 100 degrees every day. And I like my water, but it's water. So I use these infusions, put them in my water. It makes it cold. It's great flavor, zero sugar, zero calories. It's pure energy infusions, rebellious infusions. Go to drinkrebellious.com or on all social media platforms, Drink Rebellious. Hello and welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show with Scott Knudsen, your host and special guest, Dr. Randy Harp of Texas A&M Commerce, Dean and Professor of the School of Agriculture. And, and we were just talking a little bit about, you know, competition and university and what to expect from that. So let's talk about the school itself and everything y'all are accomplishing. So I think there's a new bond for a new event center, or a new facility there, isn't there? Yes, sir. Uh, we were... Very proud of the Texas legislature and some of the state senators and state representatives that felt uh, that it was important to award universities across the state with what we called a, a tuition revenue bond at that time. Mm. Uh, they've changed the name now, but, uh, uh, but still the award is the same. It's for construction of new, fa of new facilities uh, okay. for teaching and research and uh, for building programs. The award we received at Texas A&M Commerce is one for an agricultural multi-purpose education uh, event center. Um, uh, we're not gonna call it a center. It, it's, it is actually going to be uh, two arenas that we will host uh, Horse events, rodeo events, livestock shows, yeah. the whole nine yards lifted up from there. So uh, we will also uh, have a new food meat processing facility, classrooms, a multi-purpose center. You know, uh, recently over the last five years, West Texas A&M, uh, with, with, with funding from the state, 
was able to build a new agricultural building and 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 some a new meat processing facility there as well with a multi-purpose center and an arena and we're not going to be exactly the same but at the same time some of our needs in east texas are many of the same needs for our students in west texas as well and so dr kevin pond the dean there uh department head uh, um, dr lance keith and i've visited a lot about what they some of their growing pains and what they went through and the things that they have and what's worked and what hasn't worked. And so our administration and myself and my faculty and, and uh, some of our alumni have visited with what we need to do here. And we are in that process with the A&M system now of uh, going through the planning phase of what that mm -hmm. will actually be. But our, our goal is to be the regional hub to bring people here on campus for agricultural events for our students to be a part of that for education, for teaching and research, and part of the training for our students. We will be able to even offer internships for students that will be able to do some things with agriculture, uh, both especially students from Dallas that hasn't mm -hmm. had a lot of hands-on. You know, my number one goal really is to provide more hands-on education for students, especially if they haven't had a lot of animal husbandry or a lot of uh, farm background. You know, we have a lot of students still interested in agriculture, but they haven't had that experience. So we have to provide them with that hands-on experience here as part of the training. And so, you know, when you look at, when you look at uh, what this facility is going to be, when we said earlier that we're going to transform lives, I'm going to quote right. one of my vice presidents. He said, this facility will be transformative for our university and for the educational opportunities that we offer not only our students, but for the region. I and I agree that. with him 100%. That's so um, cool. And it's so cool the kids that, get to experience it. You know, experience and, and it going What I'm telling our students now is you're going to be a part of this building, part of growing in 20 years when you come back as an alumni, you can say, yeah. I was a part of that when that was built. I was part That's of that awesome. when that was growing and being, and being the foundation being laid and so forth. So again, it's another opportunity. Um, we talk about... Uh, and you'd asked me earlier about why students go where they go. Mm -hmm. Actually, I conducted research when I was at Carleton on why students go where they go. I've done the same thing here at AM Commerce. And okay. there are variations across the country. A colleague of mine out at Texas Tech did it when he was a faculty member at Texas AM, uh, Dr. John Rayfield. And it's different for why students go to AM than it is for students why they come here and why they go to Carleton. But right. you know. They pick out degree programs. They pick out what they may want to do in life, mm -hmm. and they go select a, a major or a degree program for, that fits. Uh, right. Some, they want to stay close to home. As I mentioned earlier, they may want to take off away from home. And so some it's location, some it's not location. Some it's reputation of the institution. Some it is, uh, you know, economics. You know, I can right. go to school here more economically than I can go somewhere else. And so right. where we are in the state of Texas, we are more economical to go to school. Cost of living is not as high as it is in other places. So there's right. advantages from that standpoint. So, uh, again, I'm going to go back to why did I leave Tarleton and come here? One of those reasons was opportunity. Two was mm -hmm. in my interview, I said, I asked this faculty, why should I come there? 
And they said, because we're smaller and we're a family. And so go. that's one of our core values is now is that we're a family. And so we have that opportunity to grow together because families grow together. I love that. Uh, I love that so much. Hopefully that and they helps do. With, with. Yeah, it, you know, it what? does. And I love the facility. I love what you said earlier about the facility. It's going to give people the chance to be around animals and, and meat judging and livestock judges that maybe didn't. Maybe they grew up in a big city and they never were was exposed to that. But now they have yes, that sir. opportunity to start a career. You know, FFA, you know, you're, you won a national award. I was this, you know, I got the Lone Star Farmer and we both have purple jackets, you know. So, uh, yeah. but they've done such a great job of working inside the, the bigger communities, the bigger cities and pull yes, those sir. out to create, you know, jobs and opportunities. Sounds like that's what y'all are doing. Yeah, we, we like to take our students to the State Fair of Texas to, to help out. We'd like to take them to Fort Worth Stock Show and help out. Um, you know, we like for them, I'm especially a big believer in internships, working uh, with, with industry in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Internships do two or three things. One, if you go out and work somewhere, it tells you, that, hey, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I thought I did, but I don't. And then yeah, again, yeah. it may work where you really love that internship and they like you and they're ready for when you graduate to hire you in a heartbeat. So uh, internships right. now with, with uh, corporate agriculture is is not just between your junior, senior year in college. It can be as early as freshman and sophomore year in college. And it's so great you can that work you can do that early. Yes, we, we offer that opportunity for students to work every summer with an internship. I love that. And I love that you get to do it earlier so you can move your classes around and really get catered to, before you become a senior to where you want to go. So it gives yes. you opportunity yes. to grow within your field. Because if you go out and work in something you think you're going to do and you find out that's not it, you don't want to wait till you're ending your senior year to find yeah, that no, out. No, no, that'd be terrible. You want to be able to yeah. change it and, and move on and, and go do what you want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, how, as a parent, so how do people, how do parents um, so help the child select a university? Because you've been in the um, education field for a long time. How, what's the best way for a parent, maybe that's listening or watching today, Sure, find the right I'll, be happy. I'll be happy to try to answer that one. Um, <laughs> it's a tough question. It's a tough question, yes, sir. The, um, uh, as a part of my research that I did uh, and reading other colleagues with their research that they've done at, at their institutions, the top four or five reasons for why students go uh, usually is reputation, degree programs offered, finances, um, mentorship uh, and that mentorship is where it hits home that location is another uh, mm -hmm. but that mentorship by their ag teacher by their county agent by their uncle by their grandpa by their parents by a brother or sister by by a boyfriend or girlfriend that's going to a certain school that's already made up their mind helps make up right. the mind of some students but parents i i believe that parents can need to take the students to a university and take a tour. We are happy yeah. to give a tour here anytime that, that, that it fits for them and us. We take, we give tours all the time and they need to go visit and meet with the faculty. They need to go visit and see what the facilities are. They need to go see, because the first question that parents always ask me, what kind of job can my son or daughter yeah. have yeah, when they get out. And result, yeah. Okay, they're coming in as a freshman or a, maybe a transfer from a community college as a junior. 
But what are they going to do when they finish? And so that's the first question we have to answer. And mm. there are numerous jobs in agriculture, as you well know. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, so to me, I always try to answer that question first. And I have two or three pages of just job after job after job for agriculture that I will give to those parents and say, here are all the job possibilities. So start talking and thinking and see what you may want to do. I love that. And it is such a big industry. I don't think people know how big it is. It's so large, the industry itself. Not only the horse industry. Is the th- agriculture. A- agriculture is the third largest employer in the United States from the latest information that I've received. Oil and gas go. and steel and auto and then agriculture. Texas ranks second to California in number of jobs for agriculture. And um, in the horse industry, I mean, there is a lot of places in in, uh, in the state of Texas. So we have a, you know, the horse programs across the state at different universities. We have students just increasing the number of students that's interested in equine every year. Wow. I appreciate you giving those stats out because it is such a big industry. And, you know, someone that's maybe grew up in the city might not even know what's out there or how big it is. So lots of opportunity. Um, and you get to work with a lot of good people that have passion for what yes. they get to do. That's that to me, that's, that's the best that's is I get to travel. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, you know, they'll, but you mentioned your FFH uh, experiences. And when we have students that go across campus and visit with other groups or faculty members uh, or just simply get the opportunity to speak in front of a group, you can tell those students that had speaking training in FFA Absolutely. or 4-H. That's part of the leadership and development that, that we try to give our young people, not only from the high school, but we try to extend that on into the college experience as well. Yeah, and it lasts a lifetime. That's what's so cool about yes, it. Yes, Absolutely. You know? Yeah, you're had, not just doing it. I had a, a my second boss that I ever had told me, he said, you need to do three things. He said, encourage young people to do three, two of these three things. And he said, make every one of them take speech because they're always going to, speech will never hurt them if they are always uh, uh, being able to get up in front of a group and speak or getting up in front of a board of directors and try to yeah. convince them of what they need to, to sell on, or market. Um, he, he also said, get a pilot's license. He said, who knows, you may be in the fourth tier of workers wow. at this corporation and they find out you have a pilot's license and all of a sudden you may become the CEO's pilot and you get to fly everywhere with Good the CEO. Good point, yeah, I love that. Uh, then he said, he said, then also get your real estate license. He said, you may never use it, but at least understand real estate because they're not making any more of it. Yeah, I, I love that because it's always about education. It's diversifying your mind a little bit. Yes. So you have the opportunities when they approach and they do, you know, the opportunities come from different places. You got to say yes and be prepared. And, and that's what, and that's what y'all do. And how, so how do people find out about the university? What's the easiest, would they just go to your website or can you provide that? Sure. We have a, we have a website. And just uh, T-A-M-U-C dot E-D-U backslash ag, A-G. And you can also look us up on the website. Just Google us up. 
and you can look up uh, agriculture and you'll come to the College of Agricultural Sciences and Natural Resources and you should uh, be able to look at the faculty, look at myself and my webpage and and, uh, uh, and you can email me anytime at and several of our faculty that are on that uh, link to that tamuc.edu backslash ag or just email me at randy.harp at tamuc.edu. Awesome. Man. Well, thank that, you so uh, much for we'll, providing that. You know, it's so important. And I know they're going to look y'all up and, and, and love the university. So we have about a minute left in the show. Would you give one quick story about the National Finals Rodeo, your takeaway? The College National Finals Rodeo? Yes, sir. Uh, it was exciting. Now, my wife and I like to play golf, so I, I played in the golf tournament there, too. But that wasn't awesome. the focal point. The, right. the focal point was seeing the students. And actually, those students are focused. They're there to, to compete. They're there to represent their institution. But at the same time, they are very serious about what they're doing, just like any of our other competitive teams or a football player or basketball player it may be at any college or university. So I really enjoyed seeing the competitive nature of those students from all over the country that were there to compete for a national championship. And for us to have a national championship with the all-around female, it was super exciting for, for me to be there and to witness I'll that. And I was sitting beside a, a, a former colleague who's president at another university now, and he was excited for us too. And we were excited for his students that were winning too. So it's it's not jealousy. It's actually rooting for each other as well. So it's, again, um, you know, supporting each other, and, and it's not a – it's not a cutthroat deal as much as it is. Let's, 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 be, let's be supporting all of our students that are out there. Well, you, you know, exactly. You're supporting the youth and the kids, and that's what's so important, man. And I, I appreciate everything. I appreciate you coming on, Dr. Harp, with us today and, and what the university is doing and, and just, you know, helping the, helping the youth out with uh, agriculture and with the horse industry. You know, uh, I did, I, I've always gone by one little quote or two, and I'll, I'll share, I'll end with those. How's that sound? Okay, absolutely. But actually, Walt Disney said one of our greatest natural resources is our children. Absolutely. And I, that's paraphrased. That's not exact. But we have to look at our youth, as you mentioned, because they, they, mm -hmm. they are the greatest natural resource that we have. Yes, um, they are. And the other one is to keep your soul clean but your boots dirty. I love that. That's that. part of the work. I ethic. love that. Keep your, keep yeah, your soul great. clean, but your boots dirty. I found that one Wonderful. somewhere, and I've always tried to, to live a little bit by that. Uh, that's something to live by for sure, man. Thank you for ending on those two quotes, man. They're really great, and thank you so much for being on the show. You're quite welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you to all the great sponsors of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, please call our office at 830-992-1786 or visit our website, cowboyentrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA, Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. 
Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I want to tell you about a product I've tried and I love and I feel the Cowboy Entrepreneur audience will as well. It's Rebellious Infusions. Rebellious Infusions, there are little packets of flavor. And you know, it gets hot in South Texas, over 100 degrees every day. And I like my water, but it's water. So I use these infusions, put them in my water. It makes it cold. It's great flavor, zero sugar, zero calories. It's pure energy infusions, rebellious infusions. Go to drinkrebellious.com or on all social media platforms. Drink Rebellious. KCAA, where every day is a great day. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose Weatherbug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. It's time to shop in the cool, relaxed comfort of the Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands, conveniently located on the I-10 freeway between the Alabama and Tennessee exits. Bring the kids, too, and watch them play in the only indoor fun center, High Five Indoor Playground, where parents are welcomed on the playground. Birthday celebrations are encouraged, so make plans for some great fun at the mall. More reasons why the Tri-City Center is called the Mall with a Heart. KCAA Radio has openings for one-hour talk shows. If you want to host a radio show, now is the time. Make KCAA your flagship station. Our rates are affordable and our services are second to none. We broadcast on three terrestrial frequencies to a population of 5 million people. Plus, we stream and podcast on all major online audio and video systems. If you've been thinking about broadcasting a weekly radio program on real radio plus the Internet, contact our CEO at 281 
281-599-9800. You can Skype your show from your home to our Redlands, California studio where our live producers and engineers are ready to work with you personally. A radio program on KCAA is the perfect work from home avocation in these stressful times. Just type kcaaradio.com into your browser to learn more about hosting a show on the best station in the nation or call our CEO for details, 281-599-9800. I always hear from our clients who hired another firm that they wish they'd hired DNA Financial first. Don't have regrets about your IRS tax case. Just hire the best in the first place. One owed 150000 to the IRS and had spent thousands on another firm. We stopped the levies, negotiated a payment plan, and had their penalties forgiven. And while every case is different, we guarantee that we'll find your perfect resolution and get it done right. For a free consultation, call us at 866-201-0156. That's 866-201-0156. Then you can say, DNA, DNA did, did right, right by me. me. Single-family houses and apartments are the key to passive income, a.k.a. retirement. No one knows this better than America's most successful investor, educator, self-made multimillionaire, and CEO of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Meet Dell's team live in Anaheim, two days only, Saturday and Sunday, August 13th and 14th. To attend, register now at GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. That's GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. Register today at GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. Hi, y'all. Merle here. Good news. For once, my neighbors is jealous of me. You want to know why? Because my grass is growing and looking green, and I can sit on my sofa out in the front yard, and I don't even have to overwater it anymore. You know how I did it? I listened to damn water boys on the water zone every Thursday night on KCIA. Well, I got me a smart controller, and now it waters at night, and my yard looks darn tootin'. No more sneaking around and hooking up my hose to my neighbor's spigot in the middle of the night, and his dog won't bite me anymore. And you can do it too. Listening is easier than ever. KCAA is now screaming online. It's streaming. What? It's streaming, you dummy. Well, I don't know much about streaming, but they're doing it apparently at KCAARadio.com. And they also on three radio frequencies now too. 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. Hmm, I guess that's for those one percenters who have three radios. So anywho, listen to the Water Zone and fix your yacht up right. Right here at KCAA, the station that leaves no listener behind. NBC News Radio, I'm Brian Shook. The White House is very happy about the July jobs report. The unemployment rate matches the lowest it's been in over 50 years. More people are working that, than at any point in American history. During her daily briefing, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said all the jobs that were lost during the COVID pandemic have been recovered. She insisted the U.S. is not in a recession. The economy added 528,000 jobs in July and unemployment ticked down to 3.5%. Over 1,100 flights have been canceled today due to extreme weather. The FAA reports that, in addition, nearly 4,000 flights have been delayed. The storms are hitting New York, Miami, Denver, Houston, and other major hubs. Reports say Israel has launched a number of airstrikes in the Gaza Strip. Israel says the operation was due to an immediate threat by the Palestinian Islamic Jihad after the arrest of one of its members this week. Palestinian officials say at least seven people are dead. The 
president and first lady plan to visit flood-ravaged eastern Kentucky on Monday. Brad Siegel has more. A White House release says the Bidens will join Governor Andy Beshear to visit families affected by the devastation from the deadly flooding in Kentucky. They'll also visit a FEMA recovery center to get an update on state and federal relief efforts. The travel plans assume Biden is cleared to resume normal activities after his COVID rebound. The president is still testing positive during his ongoing rebound, but his doctor says he's feeling very well. Wall Street is closing mixed. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones rose 76 points to 32,803. The S&P lost 6 points to 4,145. The Nasdaq fell 63 points to 12,657. Milwaukee will host the Republican Presidential Nominating Convention in 2024. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102. 